0: for your name. We live.
1: I just want to use this opportunity to welcome everyone to the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Jesus House, Toronto. And um, the Lord laid it upon our heart many years ago that this location where God himself has planted us is also known as the Joy Center. Amen. Because the scripture says, In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Uh, My prayer is that, you will not be living here empty handed in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh my prayer is that your joy will be full. The Bible says rejoice always. You will not only rejoice in this premises. You will rejoice all the days of your life in Jesus name. Uh we wanna thank God for this very first Sunday in the month of October. And we wanna thank God for the month of October. Amen. Uh you have not just come to see October. Amen you have come to partake of its fullness and the Lord himself will give you the fullness in the mighty name of Jesus. So be expectant and your expectation will not be cut off. Indeed, God will do exceeding abundantly above anything you can ever think or ask according to his power that works within us. Amen. So I want to welcome you. Get ready for that which God wants to do in this month. There are three months left in this year 2021 and I believe that God himself would hasten to perform his word concerning us in the mighty name of Jesus. So by faith, we will reach out and by faith, we will receive in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, I believe your testimony would provoke the faith of other people. Amen. Uh, this month of October as the Lord laid upon our hearts, is the month of salvation. Amen. Month of salvation. And that is is the greatest gift that you can ever expect and receive from the Lord. Last month was a month of harvest, but three uh, we've been having a month of harvest uh, from July, August, September, and this month it has been laid upon our heart that this will be the month of salvation, and I trust that you would go to the next level. You would not only be saved, you would work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Amen? We are not just called to be saved to do nothing. We are called to be saved to serve the Lord. Amen. And as you put your hand on the plow, my prayer is that you will not look back in Jesus' name. I want us to look at a scripture in the time that we have, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We we are familiar with the conversion of uh, a man called Saul and uh, this man after his conversion became Paul. He was given a new name because he had a new life. He had a new birth. He had a regeneration and he had a new goal, new vision, new mission. Everything about him became new. Behold, all things have passed away and all things have become new. Acts chapter 2 and I would uh, read from uh, verse 6, Acts chapter 2, reading from verse 6. And this is Apostle Paul sharing his uh, his story. And I believe that we all have a story to tell. And sometimes we don't know how powerful our story is. Amen? Uh, because you are standing by the grace of God. It is not that alarm clock that woke you up It is not the fact that it is morning that woke you up. It's not the light that woke you up. It's not the noise around that woke you up. It's not because you told yourself that you wake up, that you woke up. All those things happen in the graveyard. But the dead are dead. And we're not mocking them, but you are alive because God woke you up. You are alive because God has a purpose for your life. And once you know that you are alive by the special grace of God then you want to know why you are alive and this is uh, Apostle Paul sharing his testimony it happened in Acts chapter 9 but here Acts chapter uh, uh, 22 he was still using this testimony because there's power in your story there's power in your story your salvation story your salvation experience there's power in your Damascus experience because if it were left for the enemy, you would not be standing. And the Bible says in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ says, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. How do you receive life and life more abundantly? It is your salvation experience. Amen? So this is titled Your Story. Now I'll read from Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 22, verses 6. And I'll read from there. It says, Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon. Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. Verse 7. And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Verse 8. So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, who you are persecuting. Verse nine, and those who were with him in the, with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. Verse 10. So I said, "What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, "Arise and go to Damascus, and there you were told all the things which uh, you are appointed which I appointed for you to do. Verse 11, and since I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Amen. Uh, we we know this story and uh Apostle Paul was uh was persecuting Christians. The ones he could lock up in the jail, he locked them up. The ones he could put in the dungeon, he put them up. The ones he could beat on the spot, got people to beat them seriously, he did that. The ones that he killed, he killed. That was his old life. And in his old life, because he did not know the Lord, he might have thought he was doing the right thing. Because he was depending on his own spirit perspective and he was depending on his own truth. You know, uh, if we do not seek the truth in God's word, we would depend on what we consider right. The Bible says there are ways that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And God knows where we are going to and that's why the Bible lets let us know that God himself now sent his only son. Jesus Christ so that we would be saved. And Apostle Paul always recounts this story because that was the beginning of a new life for him. It was a beginning of a transformation, a beginning of a rebirth. It was a day that he will never forget. I don't know how many of us are born again But how many times do we recount that day? And how many times do we talk about that day? We said the greatest gift and the best gift and the most extraordinary, extra special gift that you can ever receive is the gift of salvation. If it does not make any significant impact to you as a believer, then you want to go and re-examine your salvation. Because it was a day that started as an ordinary day but ended as an extraordinary day. And it is a day that God has given you and I so that we can, by our testimony, provoke the fate of others. So that those that are not in Christ are able to know that you have found something that they probably are looking for. So that those that also are in Christ are able to appreciate that what you have is something of value. And once they do, then it means that they also would appreciate what they have in their salvation. And those that are running the uh, uh, race of faith are also able to be encouraged that they have brethren that have the same experience and appreciate what God has done unto us as men and women. Today we don't have much time but one of the things I just wanted to how many of us remember our birthdays? How many? Some people don't. <laughs> it does happen. Some people don't remember. But if you don't remember, you will probably ask. If you don't have a birth certificate, you ask and they tell you that you were born on uh, the day uh, this who was who and so was the president. Or they try to link up as elders, some elders. They try to link them up with particular events. They might not know a particular day, but they link them up. But I want to believe that we all remember our birthday. Why do we re- all remember our birthdays? Anybody wants to let me know? A special day? Special day as in when you made your grand entrance to this world. And what you do most times, I believe everybody celebrates their birthdays. And at every opportunity, you let people know this is my birthday. Because also you expect that when you let people know, there will also be a special gift. Well, how many of us remember our spiritual birthday, our rebirth? How many of us do that? How many? How many of us recount the experience that we have? How many of us use it as our testimony? How many of us use it as our story? Today's our Thanksgiving Sunday. We share our testimonies. If we consider the salvation of our souls the greatest gift, how many times do we let people know that this is what God did for me? You know, I remember the uh, story of a situation where. Uh, someone receives uh, a a gift an extraordinary gift on their birthday this person every birthday recounts that on my birthday uh, 10 years ago this was what happened why because the gift was extraordinary even though it was long ago they still keep on recounting Sometimes some of us recount events that occur on that birthday. Maybe someone took you out for a special meal, lunch, dinner, and years after, you still recount because you really, really, really did appreciate. And as you're recounting, you are, ex- you are letting everybody know that this person did something special for you on that birthday. Indirectly, you are giving glory. You are giving thanks unto that individual. And you are broadcasting, you are publishing that this person has done something extraordinary good 10 years ago. Now being practical, bringing it into our faith. How many of us are doing that? This is our month of salvation. What is it all about? It is to be able to bring the unsaved into the body of Christ so that they may be saved. And at the same time, we that are saved, we want to continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We want to continue to do the right thing. We want to ensure that as we put our hands on a plow, we are not looking back. We will not backslide. Because if we have received the greatest gift, what else are we looking for? Because the Bible says, if God has given us his only son, what else will he withhold from you and I? This gift is a gift for everyone, irrespective. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten, irrespective of height, of face, of race, of t- irrespective of uh, educated, uh, uh, not educated, irrespective. God gave the world, not just the church, not you, not I. He gave the world that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So He gave His very best. Because of his love for us. And if he has done that extraordinary thing for you and I, then what is the reason why we are not letting people know that God did this for me? Unless we do not appreciate what God has done. Is there anybody here that has, just in a minute, are able to just share with us their faith their their, their salvation experience anybody could come forward and just use anybody nobody wants to share their salvation experience amen all right I will share mine I would not talk about my past life because I do not want to glory in the past but I find myself ending up in a church probably in 1992 or thereabout, and I loved what I saw because I, I took my sister to an event uh, my plan wasn't to should be there, but unfortunately, my other plans didn't work out, and I decided to stay. And I loved what I saw. I loved the nice uh, dressing, the suits, the caps, the, you know, everybody looking so nice, the songs looking so nice. And I stayed, and before long, I got involved in the church, but I was not born again. I just happened to be hanging around the church. I hanged around the church for quite a while that it became so obvious that it became so embarrassing to say you are not born again. I know some people are in that shoes Because everybody thinks you are born again. You say the right hallelujah, praise the Lord, Christian is, you, you do the right Christian dance, you say amen. You say everything that identifies you with being a Christian, but you are not. You know it, God knows it and the scripture says on that day many will say I did many wonderful works in your name, I prophesied in your name I casted out demons in your name, but Jesus Christ will say depart from me, you walk of iniquity, I never knew you and when it got to that stage, I now became so embarrassed that when uh, altar call was being made I, there's something staring within me but I did not want to embarrass myself, that's what I thought it was all about me. Until one day, uh, an American pastor came and said, you don't have to do anything. Just say your heart, you accept. And I said, this is for me. There's nothing wrong with that. You could become born again in your home. You could become born again in your vehicle. You could, you could fall off your horse like a uh, apostle Paul and become born again as the glory of God. The, Holy Spirit convicts you. But this was my man's attempt to try to avoid what the Holy Spirit was calling you to do. And all the while I tried to avoid it, but the Holy Spirit kept on staring upon my heart that you need to be saved. And in one crusade, on the 25th of December, 1993, that stirring came after the message was preached. Wise men also seek Jesus. And the message was preached by one uh, pastor that has always been a blessing to me, Dr. Oke And this crusade was done in Lagos at Tafawa Baliwa Square. While I was hiding in the midst of church members, the Holy Spirit stirred up my heart and said, You will do it where." You will be more embarrassed. (laughs) But it had to be done. It was not a matter of embarrassment. It was a matter of salvation. God gave that gift. And it was time for me to accept that gift. From that moment on, my life changed. This has never been the same. Let's say I was uh, Saul before. I'll be calling myself Paul. (laughs) Because God himself. And after that experience, I'm not saying that everything became rosy. In the midst of the fire, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of everything, God was there. And he continued to bring me forth with more testimonies. I don't know what story you have. But I believe your story can provoke the fate of others. Because why am I sharing this? And I believe there are some people here that have been hanging around church. Mine was lots of months. I will not recount, but almost a year. But the Spirit of God lets me know that there are people that have been hanging around church for years. It is not the number of time uh, years that you hunger that makes you born again. It's not the how people look at you as being saved that makes you born again. It is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Scripture says, "With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness; and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation." I'm not saying that it has to be. You have to do it in a public place. But if the Spirit of God is calling you to do it in a public place, then Jesus Christ says, If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. But if your encounter is even in your home, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you believe in your heart, That Jesus died for your sins. And you confess him with your mouth as your Lord. The scripture says you will be saved. You shall be saved. You would not be thinking about yourself. Because it's not about you. It's about the Lord. It's about being saved. It's about having a testimony. It's about knowing who you are in Christ Jesus your identity your origin your purpose your potential and your goal i want to ask you on this month of october do you know your destination if today is your last day do you know your eternal destination are you prepared you have a story that ensures you make heaven if you are traveling today I know you will be prepared if you are traveling tomorrow I know you will be prepared but what about heaven are you prepared my prayer is that you will get ready God has given don't say no thanks accept and I'm sure that you are prepared. Nobody knows tomorrow. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, prepare me. In this month of October, prepare me. make assurance. Let me make assurance, doubly sure. Prepare me, Lord. Prepare me, prepare me. Let me get ready. let my salvation be guaranteed. I do not want to take it for granted. I do not want to have any assumptions. I want my salvation to be guaranteed. Father, as your children speak directly to you, let them be convicted by your Holy Spirit. If there be any here that has been saved by persuasion, if there be any here that has been saved by emotions, if there are any that has been saved by anything different from a conviction of the Holy Spirit, Father, let them exchange that for salvation by conviction. That they may believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died for them. And they are able to confess it anywhere. They will not be ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Thank you, oh God, for answering us.
0: In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.
1: Amen. God bless you, my God.